0: All right, howdy, everyone. We're back with episode 11. Alons, Chico, we've made it to double digits. We've tiptoed our way into the double digit territory. And I mean I'm I, we're still trucking. I didn't think we'd get this far, but we're still trucking. Huge thanks to you guys for listening and sticking with us. and um, huge thanks to our team, to James. And uh, to the people behind the scenes that are supporting us, we love you all. Uh, And speaking of love, it is the holiday season, so make sure you tell the people around you that you love them, spend time with them, Um, just be kind to one another. You know, the one thing that this podcast has really got me thinking about is time, and the finite nature of time, and the fact that we can't buy more of it or save it or bargain our way into having longer. It's, it's just, it's the one thing that, you know, you have to learn how to use properly. And so that would be my one nugget of advice before we jump in is just, um, tell the people around you that you love them, make their lives better in whatever way you can. Uh, this is a big podcast. We start off with some huge news, uh, which prompts Ryan and I into a conversation about, you know, life and death and time and um, what it all means. Uh, and then after that, we have a hilariously delicious story <laughs> about a feud brewing in Fredericton. It's like the Capulets and Montagues without the love story yet. Um but right now, there's just two families feuding, and Ryan lets us know what's going on with the family across the street. Um, And you know, it is the holidays, so maybe there'll be a Christmas miracle or whatever miracle you celebrate. Maybe they'll, they'll make up, and everything will be copacetic over the next couple of weeks. But you know, that's what makes this podcast exciting. You got to stay tuned with Ryan's uh, with Ryan's updates. You don't want to miss out. So, with all that said, guys, again, we love you. We thank you. And we're just going to jump right into episode 11. Here we go.
1: Surprise!
0: This is the Surprise You Have Cancer Podcast. Here are your hosts, Shane Twardoon and Ryan Hoban. All right, guys, we're back. Um, Ryan, I heard you have some news. We want to know how you're doing. And, um, uh, let's let's just get into it. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing okay. Um, I guess before I start, I need to do a Debbie update, and just a warning out there for people: um, the updates it's as as bad as it gets. Uh, Debbie passed away a few days ago, um, and it's really hit my mom hard, and it's it's kind of really stirred up a lot of stuff with the family, and uh, she she didn't make it to her medically assisted uh, suicide um, because she just really went downhill really quickly. So about a week ago, she moved into um, a palliative care type of hospice where they took really, really good care of her. They painted the room in her favorite color. They had a lot of her favorite foods and stuff, even though she couldn't eat it. And they allowed Peter, her partner, to sleep and spend the night there. And they took really good care of her and people have been coming out of the woodwork to support her and and my mom and stuff. And so yeah, um it's not how I expected it all to to really go. I I thought she was going to be around for a long for longer and especially since she was such a Christmas maniac yeah. loved loved christmas and i thought that she would try and i know adam mentioned that and uh so it's it's not how i anticipated starting this the podcast this way really and it's not how i anticipated the whole debbie thing to go i thought we had more time with her and but she was in an incredible amount of pain and and i think it's it's uh I don't want to sound crass, but her pain is over now and and she's at rest. And they were giving her lots of morphine injections. So my mom went there and held her hand and, and she had people around her that loved her uh, when she passed. And, uh, yeah, that's the Debbie update, I guess. Um, with being too dramatic about the finality of, of things, this, this will be the last Debbie update. We only got a couple and, uh, I just really want to just give a shout out to adam and and his family and and uh i've been talking to him quite often and and he's doing the best he can and he's doing the in such a tough situation so my heart goes out to him and uh the wake my parents have graciously um decided to host the wake which is good because uh it's a little more central than the uh the location of my parents place and so yeah, I'll have an update, I guess, on how the weight goes. Uh, it's going to be in, in a week or two from now. So, and uh, in all transparency and and stuff, uh, we are behind. Like when you're listening to the podcast, it's not um, up to up totally up to date. Like we're a couple episodes uh, ahead or yeah. behind. Yeah, I'm not sure. Just to let everybody know. So when you do hear this podcast, if you're not aware of Debbie passing um it will be uh, a couple of weeks um before you're hearing it uh i think yeah we
0: we record and then we have a couple banked up because um at the start like i have a very small window and then you at the start you sometimes you weren't feeling good but we wanted to put out an episode every week so we we record like today and this episode will come out in like two weeks or whatever so so that's what's going on. But uh man, I'm so sorry about Debbie. Was did you see her after the interview that you, when you went to her house? Did you see her again? I
1: yeah, I went in and um she was not uh not really there. Like she was she was yeah. um doing a lot of sleeping and she was in so much friggin' pain. Uh her feet were really swollen and her liver was was failing and she had one of her lungs wasn't working and she was just struggling and and she I was there with my I went to pick up my mom, who was there visiting her, and a couple of her relatives were there. And uh, I went in and chatted with her for a bit and gave her a kiss on the cheek and told her I loved her. And uh, yeah, I don't want to, you know, get too emotional about it. I haven't really discussed with anybody, including my family, how I feel about it. yeah,
0: <clears throat> you're um that's what I was wondering about because you obviously, She's your auntie and you love her, but you know you guys have uh, not s- very different sort of timelines with your cancer, but you both have cancer, right? And yeah.
1: uh,
0: honestly, and so you've got that on top of of losing an aunt.
1: Yeah, I was supposed to go to the hospice and see her, and I ch- I chose not to because mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, it it hit close to home. Um, and the fact that she didn't want to get any treatment or, or just didn't foresee herself being able to survive treatment, um, which I guess was kind of a moot point in, in a weird way. Um, the fact that I'm off chemo now and, and I've been very uh, sick the past week or so, I've been in a lot of pain and things are I, I'm just it just hit so close to home that I was unable to go. I just think that it would yeah. have given me pure anxiety and I wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been fair to her like to anybody who was there as well because it would have kind of been about I would have unintentionally probably made it about me yeah and and sometimes uh, you know sometimes I do that I guess (laughs) I'm a Leo and and uh, you know sometimes (laughs) I make things about me but it I just yeah I and I called my mom while she was at the hospice and in the background I heard I heard a wailing and, and some very intense emotions, Yeah, which, which I couldn't, I just couldn't deal with it. So I, I couldn't go. I just mentally, I couldn't do it.
0: But I don't think you should feel guilty about that.
1: Yeah. I don't really feel guilty and I don't have any, okay. any. Yeah. Because I, when I gave her a kiss on the cheek and I gave her a hug and, and I said, I'll see you later. Um, It was for me. I already kind of knew that that would be the last time I saw her. Um, and she's getting cremated pretty soon. Uh, and the next, I think, I think she's getting cremated on, on Wednesday. So today's Friday. So pretty soon. And um, she didn't want a gravesite or anything like that. So Peter is going to just have her ashes um, with him. And everybody's going to say goodbye to her formally, I guess, at at the wake at my parents' place. But yeah, I, did, I don't feel guilty. I just... It was such a conflicting feeling because I wanted to be there for my mom, but I I also just didn't feel like I could make the situation. You know, it, it, my being there wouldn't improve the situation, so I chose not to. And and I think that that was good. And I'm glad that Adam got to go and see his mom lots. Um, yeah, I know that he was a little worried about that and. Yeah, I think uh, I was really, you know, I haven't seen Adam very much since I've been back. And uh, I know he listens to the podcast a lot. So I just want to give him a shout out. I, I love you very much, Adam. And and uh, keep sending me those funny pictures. He, he's gone through his mom's stuff and he's finding all these very funny pictures of us when we were kids. And oh, nice. My cousin who was like my another cousin. and And so, yeah, shout out to Adam. He's been extremely strong and i know this is probably the hardest thing that he's ever had to go through Um, yeah and
0: and you're saying he's kind of handling the brunt of the responsibility with the uh with the aftermath of the 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 funeral and the all all that stuff as well right
1: yeah without getting into too much detail i know we chatted about it earlier there's some private stuff i'm not going to talk about but he, he's he's under an incredible amount of of stress, I think, and I think he's handling it like a champ in the true spirit of his mom as well, who handled everything and fought and 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 she always did what she thought was right. And Adam is is just doing a good job. So without getting too mushy, I love you, Adam, and and I, and I know you're gonna listen to this, and and I know it's gonna be hard to listen to the Debbie episode when we chat when we chat with her, but. I, uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for, for you and and I'm I'm happy that you got to go and see her and spend lots of time with her.
0: Yeah, I only talked to Adam the one time, but I've been thinking about him a lot, uh, especially after her passing and just in general. And he made quite an impact on me. So Adam, yeah, for sure, man, we're, we're thinking about you all the way across the country as well. Um, wishing you the best. And um, I guess, yeah, there's so many complicated feelings around anti-debbie passing but like you know it wasn't like she was fighting tooth and nail to like she, her decision was she was okay with it you know what i mean mm. like it's conflicting because you never want to say it's bittersweet but like her plan was to do the assisted suicide and as long as she wasn't in pain at the end and sort of surrounded by loved ones and she had made the decision to to do it, it doesn't make it any easier, but I guess in some way, and maybe I'm just trying to ease my own uh, thoughts about it, you know, like trying to say, it, 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 death isn't as scary as as you might think it is. I I don't know. I mean,
1: yeah, it's so it's it's weird to think about it, but after our interview with with Debbie and, and her perspective, it's and I haven't listened to it since, and I I think it's gonna I'm gonna listen to it this weekend and mm-hmm. i know it's going to be a tough listen but um it's just yeah, i think she came to terms with it and from what i kind of i've been hearing and i've kind of been like searching around and watching these little clips and and like mini documentaries and stuff about end of life once in a while i'll do that and i sh- should probably shouldn't be doing it because it does give me anxiety yeah. but uh, i think that once you realize that Death is not far away. The only way that you're going to be able to handle it is by coming to terms with it. And so I know I know that she wasn't... I, I don't think she was scared. I think that she was... I, I really don't know. I don't think she was scared, though. And I think that when, it, when it's coming and you know it's coming, you have that time to kind of prepare for it, whatever that may look like. And I think Debbie did that. I, I think that she she prepared herself mentally and and i think that she i don't want to speak for her but from what i gathered from our interview she was ready and i personally i don't don't think i said this but i didn't really think that she was going to go she just everything kind of came down so hard so fast so fast yeah yeah i didn't think that she was gonna make it to the assisted suicide um I just didn't think it was for some reason in my heart i just didn't think it was going to happen And
0: yeah um, you just kind of knew
1: yeah it was weird and uh you know and i guess it's funny the way my mom handled it too because she was so upset up until when debbie passed and hmm. I, I was in the room when she found out like we were we were all at my me and my mom and dad were at my parents place and we were getting ready to watch one of our british pr- police procedural shows that we watch every time i'm there and uh, and she got the call, and Peter said, um, "Debbie's, you know, the the nurse just called and said that Debbie has a couple of minutes to. She's just not breathing well, and she's got a few minutes left or something." Wow! Like that. And wow. then and then that's what had happened, and and my mom really she she just there was no tears or anything. She just she had already accepted it, and she did her grieving um earlier on and i think that man that's that gives what debbie did gives people the opportunity to do that right gr- to grieve gr- gr- before it happens.
0: Yeah yeah, so yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah yeah i'm just thinking of this right now but that is such an honorable thing that it's almost like without getting you know too dramatic again that's the second time i've said that but you know this is a dramatic a a topic it's sensitive but what a gift what a gift that debbie gave her loved ones to be able for them to grieve at their own pace yeah man that is so true
0: um it just reminds me of the first time i lost someone close to cancer was my aunt pearl Mm -hmm. And she was always like, she was always on her feet. She worked in a restaurant. She would like chain smoke cigarettes. She was just, she just was such a wonderful woman Mm -hmm. and she got cancer, but I was like 10 or 11. um, I think when she passed and I remember the last time I saw her, she, she had, she didn't have any hair. So she used to wear a wig. She wasn't wearing her wig. She was just sitting there Mm -hmm. bald. And she just said, you know, this is the last Christmas I'll be having with everybody. And it was like, she had just had me make her like triple vodka cokes all night. And she, it was like one of the most wonderful nights um, I ever had with her. And, you know, lo and behold, she died shortly after. But it wasn't like she was pretending it wasn't going to happen. And then we were all shocked. So she kind of like, on her terms, like Debbie, she was like, you know, it's happening. And I've accepted it. And let's just have a good last time together and 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 she gave us that chance like you said to sort of deal with it while she was there so if you had any questions you could actually ask her you know what i mean
1: yeah it's very it's very powerful and even the way you're talking too i can tell that that's a lasting sheet that that oh her, yeah her days was such a lasting impression and yeah i just uh it it just gives me more respect for even more, not that I didn't have it, but even more respect for Debbie and, and the decisions that she she made. And uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't, I don't know. It's weird. I, I, I felt sad, but I didn't feel, you know, if someone dies suddenly. Yeah. That's different. It's yeah, it's different. And I, and I know that I've experienced it and you've probably experienced it too. Mm -hmm. It's, It's just terrible because it just, it shakes your whole world. And uh, yeah, I just it, again, what a what a gift, and and it just it says a lot about Debbie's character and and everything else. And yeah, um, anyway, I think that I would like to move on from this topic just because yeah I've got news to share and I've got some stuff to talk about. So yeah, we um, really
0: want to know how you're doing. So yeah. so okay. Let's just. I won't. I won't interrupt. But you were last time we talked. I just want to sort of touch on what we we were talking about.
1: Was you were. I know. I you
0: were. Oh. You were preparing to get a. Was it a PET scan? Yeah. Did that happen?
1: Yeah. So um, oh, basically, great. it ever, like the Debbie passed away on the Tuesday and the Wednesday morning. Me and my mom drove to Moncton to get the PET scan. Um, I was really hungry the entire time, uh, because I had to fast. And I didn't get to drink any tea or anything. So I was a little pissy, but we got to Moncton fine. And we got, I got to the hospital and uh, I didn't realize it, but Moncton is like very, very French. And not that I have a problem with it. It's just I was like, wow, this is like I was really experiencing the bilingualism of New Brunswick, which is what makes New Brunswick a, a special place. And, and I know that there's some French and English uh, drama and and they don't always get along but I mean New Brunswick is the only bilingual province in Canada officially hmm. and so um, yeah it was I was like holy cow they're like French is the is the first language in, in su- some parts of Moncton especially this hospital so we got to the hospital and everybody was so nice and I had a bunch of injections and it was weird because um, they had to inject me with this like uh, radioactive dye, and it's technically called nu- its nuclear medicine. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. which I, It's intense. My mom um, did it.
0: My mom—that's what yeah. my mom used to do. So, did could you feel it? Did it feel different than a normal injection?
1: No, it's everything was it didn't hurt, it didn't feel huh. weird. Usually, when I get my stuff in through it wasn't through my port, and I don't know if I've discussed my port or not with you guys, but mm-hmm. have I discussed the port way
0: back when we did our first episode or I think our second? You're talking, you had a port, was it by your n- heart or
1: neck? Yeah, it's kind of above my right nipple. But just to refresh people, I have like this piece of plastic that has like a uh, a why? Uh, sorry, a tube that goes into my vein, and that's where all of my chemo goes, so that I don't have to keep getting injections. But they didn't; they decided not to use it, which was totally fine. But there was no pain or anything, uh-huh. and it was funny because I had I had to wait until the medicine came from Montreal. Literally, we would arrive in Moncton, and they had the doctor uh, that was chatting with me. He was saying that they that the medicine has a two hour half life. So after two hours, it starts to lose. It's they can't really use it. It loses its potency. So it's like this radioactive like material. Um, Holy shit, man! Yeah, it's pretty intense. But everybody was so nice and chill. And I mean, it was such a good experience. The only thing I, I didn't like is when I was in the actual machine. It was pretty claustrophobic. Like it was a big tube. Um, with like a lot of whirling sounds mm-hmm. and uh, and a lot of lasers, like and uh, the everybody peeled right out of the room as soon as they started because you know radiation can give you cancer, and so they. It's Ironic, yeah, I know. Hey, that this thing is like a cancer-causing agent that's that's being used to diagnose me. So, so um, hang on, you're on the little bed that slides into it that's it exactly
0: so we've all seen that in like tv and movies but you got to tell us what it's like inside that
1: thing it's it's honestly it feels like so spaceshipy like 2001 a space odyssey like everything is smooth everything is like a hard off-white plastic Mm -hmm. um it just there's these little cameras and microphones there where they were like if there's any problems Uh, Just like give us a holler. And uh, I'm in there for 17 minutes. And I'll be honest, it was a long 17 minutes. Is it dark? No, it's very bright. Are you wearing like, um, like, suntan glasses? No, 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 I was just wearing like the Johnny shirt. And uh, nothing else, basically, uh, just my undies. And it's funny because like I didn't get a lot of sleep the night before because I was a little nervous and I just like lately because of all the stuff that's going on with the family and it's been a hell of a year for my family with cancer and a lot of uh, four different loved ones in my family have passed away. Oh man. It's been and then there was a car, I crashed my car, I got cancer, the but the falls and the everything else. Yeah. And so sleep is at a is at uh you know, it's it it's at a premium. You know, it's yeah. it's tough to get. Get a good night's sleep. So I was in there and I fully fell asleep and for a while and was snoring. <laughs> and uh, and they mentioned the woman who was running it. I I forget what her title is, but she was really nice and she kind of was yucking it up a bit. Because I after about five minutes, I was like, okay, I'm I'm fine. I'm comfortable in here. I don't like tight spaces and i'm claustrophobic as it is like i hate being underground and i don't like elevators and stuff like that you're like night night Uh, yeah exactly my brain i don't know if my brain was like (laughs) nothing is bullshit i'm out of here but i was like fully asleep like dreaming yeah and then i would wake up and be like "Uh, uh, uh," and then you're (laughs) like yeah So, you're not allowed to move, and I was moving around, like, and so I know that they got what they needed, but I was, I'm sure they were like, This freaking jackass comes in here sleeping, he's wearing his. I was wearing my toque, I forgot to take off my toque, so I've got like. No glasses on. I'm wearing a Johnny shirt. I'm in my undies. It's cold. So, you know, I'm not feeling great about the temperature. I've got my toque on. So they must have just been like this fucking bozo. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which, by the way, that F word I just said was the first, I think, the first swear word of the podcast, which must of this episode, which must be a, a record.
0: Well, you did change. You did say friggin. I think you maybe were going to say the F word. Oh, and you you change it to friggin earlier. So I was going to commend you. But um, okay, good. We're,
1: we're doing yeah. pretty good. I'm try- yeah. I mean, I don't want to lose our E for explicit rating. No, we got to keep that. So we need we to your mom. We need to put at least
0: one in per episode.
1: Oh, yeah. So I'm going to do my best. Yeah. So um, anyway, basically, um, they're going to try to they're they're just gonna give me the results next week and uh, i should hopefully god willing um have like a semi answer if i still have that aortic cancer that they can't find on the ct scan so you know it makes me feel good i'm gonna knock on wood here there we go um i just you know let's hope that they that cancer is gone and and we'll go from there and if it's not gone You know, I will face those realities when they come. Um, Yeah, like more chemo
0: potentially, because it's got to be tiny if it's there at all, right? Exactly.
1: Yeah, it's got to be tiny. I think from what I gather, if it gets big, then what would be deadly for me, and I don't mean deadly in like a sweet way, I mean actually dying. Like literally, okay. Literally deadly is if it blocks that, blood, the block blocks, the main vein <laughs> if it blocks, the real main vein. Did you ever have people refer to their penis as the main vein? Yeah. Drain the main vein, <laughs> drain the main vein. Exactly. I'm not talking about draining any main veins. Um, yeah. but if the, if the chemo or sorry, if the cancer grows too big, it's going to cut off the blood circulation to my brain. And then that's like uh, then that's like death. But, so I would die from it it's uh what's it called a um, when that happens? aneurysm aneurysm exactly yeah that's so, not gonna happen. no yeah and I don't I, that's not gonna happen I've already you know i'm I'm already sending it out there yeah so uh yeah I, I should have by the time we do another episode I'm really hoping to have some some information and a bit of a schedule because a uh, schedule for what's what's gonna happen next because I've honestly like I, I don't want to dwell on the negative stuff. But holy frig, (laughs) Uh, I've been in a considerable amount of pain. Because you're not on chemo right now, right? Exactly. So I feel like my poops have changed back to like I'm pooping like 10 to 12 times a day regardless of what I'm eating, which is so weird.
0: Like the stringy, like the little spaghetti
1: poops? Exactly. So it feels to me like I feel like the cancer is growing and I know that that Really doesn't happen very much, it's like once you start chemo. So I know that it's probably like the way I'm feeling is a bit in my headish. Yeah, but honestly, like my the pain level is so intense that I'm taking a lot of extra morphine, and it's not good because. So
0: what's your yeah. pain out of one to ten?
1: And I'm, I'm gonna say when. I get these pains it's a 10 out of 10 far yeah it's it's like remember when I was telling you like the pre-diagnosis where I go down on my knees and be like "Yep." sorry that's number two I know Um, I said far when I tried to not say yeah okay um that's the uh that's the level of pain oh man and it's and it it wasn't always like that. I know that when I stopped chemo, it took about three weeks, and then I would get these pains, but they were pretty manageable. But I almost went to the ER last yesterday morning, and I called my oncology unit, and uh, and because of the long weekend, like people weren't there and people were gone away and stuff. And so I didn't really get much of an answer, except they were like, uh, and this was, God bless her heart, because it's not her job. This nurse that I talked to, who is like the manager of the oncology unit, she just said, "Listen, I, 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 this isn't really my what I do, but just get some stuff for your stomach and takes take as much pain meds as you need, you know, without going crazy, and, and just you know try to get through the weekend and that, the next little time until you have an, uh, an appointment with your doctor, and and then we'll address it." But honestly, like it was i was up at five in the morning and i had to call my mom or text my mom and say hey can you bring me my pain meds because i can't walk down the stairs i tried to get up and it felt like what i imagine an appendicitis is like
0: oh yeah wow Shit! Yeah, man.
1: like very very sharp stabbing pains yeah. every two to three minutes so yeah. by the time it was it's so intense that by the time i'm i'm done feeling the pain of the of the you know the pain yeah the next wave is beginning so there is no break it's just like waves like it never really went away and uh until i took more than what i should have of the hydromorphine um, like more nine milligrams or something,
0: or how much are you well, on? I'm
1: on, the, I'm on the nine in the morning and a nine at night, and I don't even count that anymore. And so I'm taking two milligrams. I've already taken one this morning when I woke up, I'm taking a couple of, of, of probably I like four or five of those a day, um, which is too much, which means that my pain is not being properly managed and it's no one's fault. It's just, that's the way it goes right for right now so i'm not blaming anybody or anything like that yeah it's just on top of the stress of like having cancer and dealing with you know the the passing of a loved one and some other drama it's just it's been a tough, really tough couple of days, and I don't want to dwell on it because my job, I think, and I have a responsibility to my friends and my family and and the people in my life and people that are listening to podcasts, I consider my job to just be as positive as I can. And it's also beneficial to me to be that way, too, because it helps me get through the days and the dark times. But, man, yesterday was a hard day it's
0: just not always it's not always easy and sometimes really hard it sounds like
1: yeah and i mean like yeah exactly and i mean if i was going to be super positive all the time i would be insane like people would be like that guy's crazy like we all know those super positive people in high school and they're weirdos yeah yeah they're secretly maybe killers or something uh, yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) um i wanted to just share this thing so this is kind of how it's been going Okay, Let's listen to this little bit of information. So I go to I've not had a lot of rest. And this is last night, literally, like, like, under under 12 hours ago, around 12 hours ago. I'm getting ready for bed. We just watched our wonderful police procedural and, and, uh, and tensions were a bit high in the Hoban household for a bit, but we kind of worked through it. And uh and so everybody's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna go to bed." I say good night to the dog and, and everything else, and I go upstairs and I'm getting cozy. And all of a sudden, I hear this racket coming from outside the window, like a big racket. And I was like, "What okay. is on?" And I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna pretend like I didn't even hear that." So I put on the TV for a bit. I I just start to fall asleep, and then boom, racket city, like a. <laughs> And then a clon- some clonks and stuff like that. And so I'm like, what is going on? I stick my head out the window. And, and there's like a religious type of cult scenario going on in my next door. My parents, my dad calls them the cult because they are like a heavy super evangelist religious group and th- at the end of our property the school that i attended for elementary school has been bought by this church and so it's a religious school and so there's people coming going all the time these guys go to like like uh, they just got back from like zimbabwe or somewhere where they were doing like converting people and stuff to christianity they all the super time- positive like you're talking about they don't speak to us okay they don't speak to us so i and i i very very jesus like oh yeah yeah exactly i i couldn't believe it ignoring your neighbors (laughs) oh you know exactly hate thy neighbor so neighbor i think that's. they're just like very standoffish so i'm looking out the window and there's this dude fully running like an electric bandsaw and cutting up two by fours and doing construction um right outside my window at one in the morning what yeah and i was like what is going on and this is in the this is in a it's in Fredericton, a small little city but it's also there's a lot of elderly people in my in the little suburb devon it's called where my parents live and i was like this is crazy man i i was like my dreaming so i opened up the window and i'm like hey i was pissed dude i was so mad rightfully so it's one in the morning oh dude and so i like hey not a great time for this buddy. And I I giving him heavy attitude and he was like, where are you? And I was like, I'm up in the window. And he goes, Oh, is it too loud? And I was like, what do you think, man? It's one in the morning. And he's like, Oh, fine. And so he's huffing and puffing, giving me attitude. He loudly clears everything up after getting in a couple more saws and at this point my dad who is going to sleep wakes up he's screaming and holler he's like what's going on he thought there was an emergency and then when he finds out what's going on he's opening the window and really giving it to this guy
0: oh i love it okay i
1: mean giving it to him like <laughs> saying stuff that i can't i actually can't repeat can and you so, can your dad like, really
0: lose his mind when he gets angry
1: Oh yeah, he goes crazy. He's usually pretty he's usually pretty like chill and he but he doesn't mind speaking his mind and he when he was waking up in the middle of the night with this bullshit and his son screaming out the window. And then when he figured it out, and he doesn't like the cult people either, like, because he was raised in a very religious, like, uh, his mom was, my nanny was very, very religious. God, God rest her soul. I loved her more than almost any other person in the world. Mm. So anyway, um, he automatically does not like the religious Christian cult that's next door. And then for this, he just went nuts. And then my mom was trying to chill him out. And then they got into a fucking skill. Oh, that's number three. They, <laughs> they got into it. And so there's, I'm, and I'm like, my dad's like, I'm going over there right now. And I was like, no, you're not And the dogs barking at this point. I'm like, no, you're not going over there. You can't go over there right now. Like just the way that he is. And he's still hurt too. And I can't back them up. I'm so weak with cancer and with the fact that my hands are all swollen and numb and my feet are like I'd limp over there with my cane and, and get punched out if if it came down to put it. And uh, and I think my dad's a pretty tough dude, but he's 72 and he's and he's still nursing his injuries. So it's just like we I was I was not letting him go over there. And thank God he didn't. But Anyway, so these jackasses next door, finally, they get everything in. And I'm like, okay, God, thank God. And they, were, they really took their time. And it was like uh, this time about 2, 2.30 in the morning. I couldn't get back to sleep because I'm just livid. So I'm just like reading my book and just like trying to calm my brain down. And then I fall asleep. And then I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. And they've got the windows all wide open. And they're drilling and banging and using a nail gun at four in the morning what And it was so, and they're inside but they had all the windows open and it's the dudes it's the owner of the christian cult guy it's his company doing the work so i'm losing it and i was like i've got to go over there and i i just said you know what i'm not going to i'm going to just i'm too mad to go over there and it's not going to be good So, but mostly for me, it won't be good because I'm like, I'm not a tough guy in general, but also in my condition, like it would be so easy to tune me. All you'd have to do is like shove me and I'd fall down and lose my cane and glasses would fall off and I'd start crying. And yeah, (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, about five in the morning, they stopped. And then I wake up to because of the Christian school and the cult type school is directly where our my parents' property ends, where the school property begins, which was pretty awesome and also terrible as a kid because I was an awful kid. <laughs> and uh, so sometimes I would get walked home by my teachers at lunchtime mm-hmm, because that, mm-hmm. that's, how, that's how close it was. So. I wake up to them singing O Canada and and reciting a Bible verse uh, every day, Monday to Friday, including summers, because they don't turn off the O Canada stuff at eight o'clock in the morning, even in the summer when there's no one there. And that is a real thorn in my dad's butt. (laughs) He's So his blood pressure just goes through the roof when he hears it. So anyway, I wake up at eight o'clock, a little bit before eight. And the dudes are back out there again working. So either they've got a crew where there's any, I I don't know what's going on anyway. So that's how it was last night. And I was just, I was so mad. I haven't been that mad in a long time, mad enough to scream out the window at people. And, uh, and so, yeah, my dad's. St- I, I got up this morning and I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to call the police and non-emergency line. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to give any information because I don't want to be that guy. I, I've been that guy before and, I, and I've been on both ends. So it's like I don't want to just surprise anybody. I want to find out what the rights are at, for noise. because Yeah, it's is-
0: it's. I know in Vancouver, it's like, you know, eight to eight or something. Or- yeah,
1: eight. To, it's eight to ten in Vancouver. Or Eight believe. to ten, okay. So yeah, yeah
0: but you know, not four in the morning, two in the oh. morning, Bandsaw saw outside the front door, mm-hmm. nail guns all night.
1: No. Exactly. So I talked to this police officer and she was super nice, and she just said there is no time limit on oh, it, but it's and I was like, Oh no, and she's like, No, no, it's a good thing. She just said, If you are ever disturbed at any time by any noise from your neighbor, that includes barking dogs. You call the police and they will send someone over. So it could be at two in the afternoon. It could be at two in the morning. So it was actually it was kind of good to hear that. And then, of course, my dad is still decided that he's going over there at some point today to uh, just to talk to them and see what's going on. I was like, dad, don't go over there. You know, guns blazing. And he was like, no, I'm not going to go over there. Guns blazing. He's calmed down. But he's definitely going over there. And this dude I got the feeling he's going to be very self-righteous and he's one of those get off my property, you know, kind of almost like a flag-waving weirdo mm-hmm. American type.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure.
1: That's the vibe I get from him. And apparently he they used to live in the middle of nowhere where they could just kind of yeah. have this weird, weird compound almost and have people coming and going and they could be as loud as they wanted and stuff like that. And so it's just all all weird. The whole crew over there is weird. He's got three young daughters, and he pulled them out of the religious school. And I don't know what's going on, but there's people going coming back and forth at all times of the night, almost like they're drug dealers, but they're not. They're just really strange Christians. And so they pulled.
0: He pulled them out of the religious school because, like, he's like, I can teach you guys better than this. Or I what?
1: don't. I have no idea. All I know is that. They don't go over there anymore. Because Are they homes? Is everyone homeschooled? I would I would say probably because I look out the window and I look right into their property and literally like uh, like twenty five feet is where the guy was sawing. So and it blows my mind that no one else called the cops or no one went over there and and said hey bud. But, like I said, it's a very it's an elderly like New Brunswick itself has a very aging population. And this area, especially like the suburbs, is 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 quite uh, quite old. So mm-hmm. I, think, I, I think he might have scared some people with this craziness. And so, which also makes me super mad. Like, that just also, like, who, like, what kind of a person thinks they can get away with that behavior? Like, you gotta know. Totally selfish, right? It's, and as a Christian person, this person, like, you know, I'm not, a, I don't consider myself a Christian at all, but I know Christian people. And for the most part, they try to, you know, emulate Christ and be a good person and look after their name. Go on to
0: others yeah. as you would want done. Like with Ex- this guy, when he's sleeping, you, you know, yeah. someone turning on a saw, right?
1: Exactly. So, you know, it leads me to believe that he's full of shit. Yeah.
0: Know? I think some people, I mean, this is way off, off topic, but I think some people use that i mean we see it in the states with like they've kind of appropriated free, the words freedom the flag christian god you know yeah, all these exactly. things and they're just they're they're nuts and then they they take these things and say that's what they are but they they're essentially just like yeah i don't know hiding behind it but
1: yeah i think and it's like yeah they're they're using it for their own you know crappy purposes like a lot like raising like having these huge mega mega churches that make millions and millions of dollars to so that the pastors can live like kings and stuff like you know that's not what christianity was intended for it's almost like how the canadian flag got usurped by the convoy movement Mm -hmm. and and it still kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth when I see the Canadian flag right now. And as a Canadian, that kind of sucks, like that that was stolen from me and stolen from Canadians. But and you know what I mean? And Canada yeah. has a lot to apologize for. But, you know, it's yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. So anyway, that's how it was last night. It was just very frustrating. And, and I really like I don't like when, who I become when my blood boils. No, me
0: neither. Yeah, it's not. You're not in a calm state. But it's interesting to me because you have like you've ever seen Rear Window, the Hitchcock movie. It's so funny that
1: I was talking about Rear Window and Vertigo last night with my dad, and you've got like you
0: from your window, and you're in there up there with a cane, and you're just (laughs) watching this. Like
1: you're probably gonna see some other stuff, and oh, for sure. And that's funny because the only reason I know about Rear Window is because of the Simpsons. They did that. Oof, where Bart, Bart broke him. his leg. He breaks his leg and then Lisa becomes queen of the summer. And it was a great episode. Um, but yeah, the only like re- the
0: Fredericton re- rear window. I'd love yeah, it.
1: exactly. So like a little chill, a little tame, like not too wild, but still upsetting. Yeah. No one's getting killed. There's no bodies being drug out in the middle of the night and stuff. But yeah, I saw uh, I even like I Googled the company because there's a huge truck and a uh, trailer in the guy's yard with the name of his company splashed across it and i'm not going to repeat the name of the company because i don't want to stir it up and i don't mm-hmm. want i don't want anything I, you know it would be really nice if he just said i'm so sorry um it won't happen again uh sorry i know it was unneighborly and everything is fine i don't think that's going to happen just just based on the ignorance level of thinking you can get away with that but uh yeah i don't even know where i was going
0: with well that. i think it's a it's a great storyline and i really next time uh i'm gonna remind you to tell me what your what happened when your dad went over because yeah
1: i can't wait i hope he doesn't i hope that it doesn't get out of control because i you know i've never seen my dad get out of control like that and i'm not there to help anything and i wouldn't like i said before i wouldn't be a help anyway but i just like mm-hmm. I just, in my mind, I go to this place where, like, my dad goes out there, guns a-blazing and gets in a fight. My mom's out there screaming. The dog's shitting itself. Excuse my language. That's four. Um, and you know what I mean? I'm out there swinging my cane around. The cops are there. The neighbors are watching. Like, goodness gracious. That, that can't happen. No. I, can't, I just can't. I can't deal with it. <laughs> You've got enough on your plate, man. <laughs> yeah. I just, my goodness, I can't. Like, it's too much. I've got enough going on, and my mom, and especially like my mom too. Like,
0: yeah,
1: Debbie. Debbie was her best friend. Was she and her, and her sister? They talked ten times a day. Like, Who, who's older? Um, I think my mom is older. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my mom is older.
0: Oh, so like so, a younger sister? Wow.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure, but they were pretty close. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Debbie was a twin. Um, but and it's it was yeah, so. My mom definitely doesn't need any more stress in her life, and neither does my dad. To be honest, he's dealing residually; he's dealing with all this stuff too. And sure. you know, my dad's the kind of guy who's like a he—he he doesn't show his emotion that much. And I think we've chatted about it a bit, even if not on the podcast in our personal life. But you know, so he's processing stuff the best he can too. So it's just like no one needs the stress in our lives, and and this guy doesn't know what we're going through, but come on. Like he's, he's obviously seen me and my mom both walking with canes. Yeah. He obviously seen my dad walking with a cane. He knows that like there's something going on anyway. I think, uh, yeah, that's, that's the story. It's, it's pretty silly and it's, it's pretty crazy, but, uh, that's just uh, life is very strange for me it's, it's- very
0: entertaining
1: i mean i'm glad not to make light of
0: it, it what you guys are going through but it, just the way you explained it
1: was uh I'm glad you bastards are getting your you know laughing <laughs> and yucking it up at my expense but i appreciate it i'd be doing the same um, um so yeah.
0: so you how are you how's your um weight you know
1: what? I uh, I'm at two. I'm still a little a little bit above. I'm like two eighteen, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm good with it. It's uh, my like my thighs, which I was really concerned about are quite they're getting back to normal and if i gain any more weight i'm gonna have to like not wear these awesome t-shirts that i bought like i bought like a descendants t-shirt that my ex actually she bought it for me kristen so shout out to her and i also like the sweet grateful dead t-shirt and i'm wearing all these concert t-shirts from like when i was like 22 and just moved to vancouver like a daft punk one and stuff and it's Mm -hmm. like i don't want to stop wearing them so you know i just don't want to gain any more weight but i also I get so hungry sometimes but uh so you you, know, you
0: definitely have an appetite right now
1: that's good oh yeah for sure and i'm trying to just tame it and i've been going to the pool a lot i've got a, a sweet little <laughs> a sweet little scam that i've got and i can't, I'm not gonna tell anybody about it but uh a friend of mine she uh she just kind of sorted me up with this little scam that means that i get to use the pool at this hotel in Fredericton for free Nice. And, uh, and it's awesome because i was there. i've been going quite often and i was there yesterday and the last i've only been there twice because i've only gone this week and it was awesome because there's no one there so i've got a hot tub and like a giant pool all to myself and like it's amazing you
0: swim or just kind of float or what do you, what, you I, what i
1: did as i go in there and i do because i used to be like a very good swimmer as a kid and i used to do diving and and everything else. So I just do like twenty or thirty laps, and then in between every bunch of laps, you do twenty or thirty laps. Yeah, that's not much at all. Holy shit, man! Yeah, I, I didn't. Know that, no, that's not much. Wow, I did
0: not know this about you. And you can die. You can dive.
1: Yeah, I used to go when I was a kid because okay. So I'm going to situate this. I'm going to say the situation is like, as a kid. You would. There was a little path that was about five feet long, and you would go to where the Christian school is. And then there was a park called Henry Park, and next door to that was the Henry Park Community Pool, which was a free pool where I spent every day in the summer of my life there for hours and hours. And so all of a sudden, I took swimming lessons, and I wanted to be a lifeguard. That was like my plan as a, as, a, as a kid. And I joined the diving team. So I was doing all these fancy dives and stuff. And I was doing, and I was winning tons of races, swimming races up until around 13. Whereas I started, you know, smoking cigarettes and <laughs> hanging out with the wrong crowd. Yeah. So that ended at about 13. Once I kind of hit puberty, that ended. But uh anyway, so yeah, I do a bunch of laughs and I tread water and then I go chill in the hot tub for a while and it's sweet. And the fact that I don't have to pay, it saves me like a thousand bucks and it's pretty, pretty sweet setup. Plus, I love a good scam. I love like it's uh, like a
0: little white lie. It's not like you're um you know, yeah. you're not stealing from the salvation army you're exactly you're the big and it, hotel chain and you go swimming the pool's empty anyways like yeah
1: yeah i'm not hurting anybody it's like stealing cheese from you know the grocery store <laughs> you know, the guy, i guess and i'm not gonna admit to anything uh, but i'm just saying is it like galen that guy that owns what's it like superstore and all these places and he's making hundreds of millions of dollars a year and then lying about it in court and stuff like yeah, you know, if some cheese goes missing from the superstore, I don't think it's a big deal. And- I may or
0: may not have been with you, and you've taken some cheese from a uh, from a uh, grocery store before.
1: I'm just going to say that I am a good person, and I like to set a positive example to the children of the world, and so I'm not going to admit to any sort of uh, deviant behavior or criminal behavior, not deviant, criminal behavior of my past. I'm just not going to do it. So, right. But if you that's are going to
0: go out and become a billionaire and rip people off, the people are probably not going to like you, and they're going to feel okay stealing cheese from you.
1: Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't mind if I was a billionaire. Take some cheese guy. I would go, I would give it away. It would be like Halloween. You come to my mansion, I'll give you a block of cheese and some gold and and send send you on your way. So anyway, yeah, I like I'm getting some exercise. I have I'm not using my cane when I walk up up and down stairs. Like if I go out and I forget my cane, it doesn't cause me tons of anxiety. I'm not falling anymore. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about that, but I know that as soon as I start chemo again, it's going to start the process over. You think you're going to start chemo again? Is that for sure? It's not, nothing's for sure, but I Mm. think that even if I do get surgery, they're going to want to do chemo again on me just to kind of make sure that there's no residual cancer kicking around. So let
0: me ask you here, if they find that the, the off your aorta is clear. Yeah. Would they then want to go in and take out your the cancer that's in your intestines, yeah. bowel area? That's the plan. Yep. That's the, okay. Yeah, that's the that's, plan. Okay. That's is that best case
1: scenario. Best case scenario is that, is it I go in and they and they're gonna they've already said that if that's the case they're gonna remove my entire colon and connect it with i think pits of parts of the intestine i guess and then it's gonna i'm gonna have like a poop bag and all that stuff it's gonna be tough to deal Mm -hmm. with but that's the best case scenario is is that there's no aorta stuff going on they come in they cut out all that stuff and then cancer's
0: gone
1: cancer's gone but i do some more chemo just to make sure and i ring the bell and cancer's gone and that's it and then we have to find another topic of discussion for our podcast hopefully you know that yeah, would
0: be the best, the best case scenario. Yeah.
1: yeah. As much as I love doing the podcast, like it's going to be awesome when I don't have to do it about cancer anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll just we'll just change it to something else. But yeah, um, I've got
1: some plans. i got some plans. So
0: when do you do you know the date when you find out? Because I know next week you also have the psychic fair
1: um, happening. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I'm pretty pumped on this psychic fair, man. I. You know, I I know that you are get a little freaked out about demons and ghosts and stuff a little bit. And to the yeah. listeners out there, I would sometimes kind of torture Shane a bit by by br- bringing up demons and ghosts and stuff. Yeah, I don't
0: mess with that. I, I don't like associating with it or thinking about it. So <laughs> yeah,
1: it's so there we go. Which is a pretty heavy. It's pretty funny to say that mm-hmm. it's, a, it's very serious. I also, I on the other hand, enjoy messing with it and I and and reading about it and stuff but so anyway, the psychic fair it's going to be freaking awesome and it seems super affordable like I'm on the Facebook group and every like you know tw- two or three times a day they have like a here's another one that's going to be joining us for the psychic fair and it'll have like you know $25 for a half an hour palm reading oh or, my god like, that's
0: perfect dude so like yeah okay, that's exactly what we
1: want right yeah I want to do a couple of them And then talk about it and you know i would really like it if we could get a live like not live because we're behind but like i could have my phone out and be like hey can we record this and like we'll be totally honest about what we're going to do with it and we'll we'll just like let them know that like we have a certain amount of people listening which is amazing that we have so many people listening but just like, uh, you know, just say like, hey, we have this podcast. This is what it's about. And this is what's happening. And we'd love to record it. And I'm sure that a lot of them won't go for it. But I'm really hoping one will. I really, really will. I
0: think one will. I mean, I th- wow. you're a very persuasive dude. And you're very likable. And um, if if you're just upfront with them, it can't yeah. hurt to ask. And even if worse comes to worse, they do it. And uh, and we, you just tell me about it. Hey, exactly. Matt, I'm getting a text from Bates right now,
1: <clears throat> okay, so, um, I guess uh, I think we should probably just uh, let's end it because i it this flew by again, but I'm you know, I'm pretty tired and i'm I'm ready to have a sandwich,
0: okay, cool. yeah, so, so we'll talk next week. You got a big week. We're gonna find out the results of the scan. We're gonna see what happens with the psychics and um um, yeah, okay. I'm not going to give away the details, but it sounds like Bates is um, is down to help us out later today. So uh, it's a nice way to end finding out that um, that he's going to send some uh, some help our way. So that we can talk great. about that after and wh- how we want to wh- what we want to do with that. But um,
1: it sounds good. I want to give a, a shout out again to our amazing producer James from Knock On Word Productions. He just goes above and beyond and and it's just really nice to work with him so shout out to james and uh i'm going to i'm gonna go so yeah let's uh, just
0: also say james is we're recording you're on your phone or your computer i'm on the cheapest mic you could possibly buy (laughs) um and james is uh making us sound like way better so he also i think if anyone's looking for help with a podcast or music or whatever he's a professional producer and we'd love to send some work his way so if you're looking for that um yeah look up knock on wood productions or get in touch with us and we'll send you his way but um yeah he's the best so okay buddy well it was a great talk today we kind of went all over the place but it's it was just felt right and it was really nice and hilarious and uh it sounds like things uh, man other uh, we you know we started with debbie but then um I don't I'm complicated, I'm still complicated in how I feel because I don't feel that bad and I feel like I should feel worse. Do you know mm-hmm. what
1: I mean? And she wouldn't want that. Right. The last thing she would want is a bunch of people moping around. Moping around. Yeah, yeah. and I
0: think she got that through when I talked to her. Um and then really good news about your stuff and and that everything's shrinking and you've got some hilarious c- scenarios happening in your yard and out front. And so there's lots to talk about. It's awesome talking to you as always, buddy. I love you. And, uh, you. we'll, we'll touch base, touch base later today. And we'll do another pod next week.
1: Sounds good. Okay. I'll talk to you soon. Bye everybody. See okay, you soon.
0: See, Bye, Bye.